Welcome to the Carolina Contractor Show with your host, Donnie Blanchard. Brought to you by GAF, the world's largest roofing manufacturer. We protect what matters most. And Mid-Atlantic Roofing Supply in Raleigh, a roofing supplier with a different approach. And love is in the air. It's a Valentine's weekend edition of the Carolina Contractor Show. And, of course, the Super Bowl. How's it going? My name is Eric Smith. Across from me, lovely, the talented, and my Valentine for this year, it's uh, General Contractor Donnie Blanchard. How are you, sir? Doing good. You're not supposed to tell anybody that. Well, we have our secrets, and some of them aren't <laughs> secrets. Who do you have in the Super Bowl, by the way? Um, I'd like to see Matt Stafford bring one home, but I also, I'm a big Joe Burrow fan. I can't root for somebody that looks like Macaulay Culkin. <laughs> By the way, when we had Mick Mixon on the Carolina Contractor Show earlier in the year, I did pick the Rams as one of my teams. You did. You did. Um, I also picked Buffalo. but Right. Now, I'd like to see Buffalo there. Before the Panthers were a team, uh, the Bengals were uh, my favorite back as a kid, and I have some family in Cincinnati there. So it'd be nice to see them do that. And uh, Joe Burrow really won me over this week when he put a post out there saying that don't tell everybody what you're doing. You know, Operate in silence and let them see the results on Sundays. And basically, he was reaching out to younger kids saying, hey, you know, it's not all flashy social media. He is a cool guy, so I'll be happy no matter who (laughs) wins the Super Bowl. I'll be content anyways. All right, we're not a sports show. We like to talk about your house, the inside, the outside, and the roof. And we like to talk about grilling, and and we like to talk about swimming pools, and how to get rid of moss in your yard, anything about your house. And the best place to start is the website, thecarolinacontractor.com. We've got a lot of information there. We also have links to other things like our Instagram site if you want to get really buddy-buddy with us. We've got Facebook up there, YouTube videos. If you have a question, we're now putting some YouTube videos up answering questions from listeners. And what you do is you click on the website. There's a little button that says, ask the contractor. It's right at the top because you revamped the website. We did. Yep. And uh, we actually uh, opened up an account on TikTok of all places. My 18-year-old son said, Dad, you should put your uh, Q&A videos on TikTok. And believe it or not, it's got literally six or seven times the clicks or views than any of the other social media outlets. So, I mean, he knew what he was talking about, but I'm just not familiar with that. Thank you very much, Caleb. Yeah. So click on that little button and you can ask Donnie a question about your house. And then what we try to do when we have time is answer some of those questions and we film them in the studio and then we upload them to the YouTube site. But just start at thecarolinacontractor.com. And we finally got a little break from the weather. You had a little bit of a cold. I did. That wasn't related to the weather, or was it? No, sir. It was a funk, and it it just went around. And I think when you have small children in the house who are uh, going back and forth to school, it's just an inevitable. And uh, But I'm feeling much better now. My voice is a little uh, dry, but at the same time, I'm glad to be back in the studio and feeling better. And though they've talked about maybe some inclement weather coming up over the weekend, we're kind of through that, but you kind of were reminded with – the snow and the ice mm-hmm. and the freezing weather that there's one thing to do when it comes to like uh, your house and if you notice anything after a storm. Yeah, we got quite a bit of feedback last year when we mentioned this. but um, And as far as my personal house, we dodged a bullet this year. We didn't lose any power, thank goodness. But, um, you know, winter's far from over here. And the one thing folks can do is call the utility commissioner. So uh, you can get right there on the, the website at ncuc.net. And you could email a complaint, for instance, if you have a tree in the area of a power line and you say, hey, that's going to be a problem if we get ice. A lot of times you can head those problems off by contacting those folks and uh, they'll put somebody on that. And if a phone call prevents you losing power and everybody in your neighborhood, I think that's well worth it. And that dovetails perfectly in today's topic of what we're going to talk about on the Carolina Contractor Show, because after bad weather, whether it's snow and ice or a hurricane or sometimes just severe thunderstorms that roll through in the beginning of spring and and through the summer, is you lose power to your house. So you have brought in the perfect guest (laughs) when it comes to a loss of power and what you can do. Yep. Today, uh, we brought in Max Hoover with Generate.
Generator Supercenter. And uh, Generator Supercenter also partners with iHeartMedia, and I've been following them for a while. But uh, when I talked to Max and got to know him a little bit, I realized just how uh, well-versed he is in all this. So, Max, thank you for giving us your time. I really appreciate you coming in today. I feel a, a lot of love in the room with the upcoming <laughs> holiday here. Right, right. Uh, Hope you like the flowers. <laughs> yeah. So just to start off, uh, everybody knows Generac as the household name for generators. And uh, with your company, how did you guys decide to partner with Generac in the first place? I started with uh, the gentleman in Texas, um, Matt and Wes, uh, the owners of uh, Generator Supercenter. They saw a need and they saw the, the need that people want to have a solution for that. And they, they sought out the number one dealer in the nation for residential and that's the target market for Generator Supercenter is, is residential. Mm-hmm. And they, they found Generac as the number one brand and has been for 40 to 50 years and, and went through that path and have grown the business to become the number one Generac dealer in the nation. So that's, that's how they became to be a partner with, uh, with Generac. And Generac's American-made too, right? It is American-made, yes, sir. There are production plants, one in uh, Whitewater and then another one in South Carolina. They just opened the one in South Carolina and started shipping products from there. I know that the supply chain is having problems with uh, everything in my world. How is that looking for generators? For generators, it's, it's been extremely impacted. Generac is under the unprecedented and extreme demand of supplying the generators now. With that comes production issues. That's why they've started that plant in South Carolina and added another production line up there in uh, Whitewater to, to help with the demand. But it's, it's pretty crippling with everything else, with mm-hmm. the shipping and with the transportation. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody's feeling that, and, and as, as well are we. Well, I know that you said demand, but um, is this a result, sort of like with shingles, they shut the shingle manufacturing plants down for a while, and then when they came back, they had to operate on all these COVID protocols, so they were shorthanded, and they just couldn't crank out you know, what they had in uh, years past. But is this a demand issue, or is it the fact that they were shut down for a while and they just operated half-staff? Something like that. It's going to be twofold with that. Okay. Um, so it is going to be COVID related and it is going to be uh, demand. And the demand is a lot of folks are working from homes now. They have mm. their own businesses. Their kids are learning from home. There's a, an extreme demand there. But then also with the production, with COVID hitting and, and shutting plants down for a certain amount of time, it, it has made a, a devastating impact on the supply mm. that they had there, the back, you know, the backlog that they had there to be able to ship out. All right, Max. Well, let's get into the generator aspect here. The one thing we know is when we lose power, Sometimes people have small generators they take for camping, and they, and they like to plug in a couple things. And, and we're not really talking about those gas-run generators, and though they come in various sizes, Generac's a totally different ball game. So g- give a basic synopsis of why Generac stands apart when it comes to generating power. It's more of a home-home solution. Now, we're going to give you your HVACs. We're going to give you your TVs. We're going to give you your, your kitchen to be able to cook, your washer and dryer to be able to operate as normal. So with us. We size the generators appropriately to your house to see what your kilowatt demand is to be able to have you live as you normally would during a power outage as opposed to being very minimal and, and worried about things not being able to be done and operate your business of your home. Your children can learn at home. How do you size it? Good question. So that's done with an IHC, which is an in-home consultation. Okay. Uh, we send our lead salesman out there and he will help you walk through that. It's, it's really a learning session. He's going to give you a lot of information, plug in all the, your electrical loads for your home, your appliances and things like that. And that gives us a kilowatt load that we'll need uh, to take care of your house and also what size generator will satisfy those needs. With that also, you know, sometimes it's large and the the project can get very big. We have the opportunities for managing loads and and taking things out of the equation uh, to be able to to get you into a slightly more affordable generator to still um, satisfy Mm -hmm. everything that you want to have running. With heating and air, that seems to be the big thing that people want to run during a power outage. But 
Uh, most houses say you have upstairs and downstairs. You have two different units to run. Is there a really significant price savings if you just opt to run, say, just the downstairs system only? With your, your furnaces, with a heat pump, they have emergency heat strips, and those can tie up a lot of electricity. They can go from 5 kilowatts to 15 kilowatts. And if you're looking at a 22 kW generator and you've got a 15 kilowatt heat strip system, then that doesn't give you much power left to run everything else. Mm-hmm. So we have the opportunity, like I said, to manage power. So if you wanted to have just your downstairs furnace and not your upstairs furnace or vice versa, any ways we can customize this uh, project to your home and to your needs, we want to try and satisfy everything for you. Say we don't have a power outage and you just have this generator. I know they cycle on and off periodically just to make sure that they're running okay. But um, how much fuel does that consume in a year, say, if you don't need it for any kind of power outage? So with with the generators, they do come up and operate one time a week in an exercise to do a self-test to make sure they're okay, do a self-assessment. Um, and if something comes up, they'll uh, send out an alert. Now, with, with that, if you only did the exercises, you had no power outage, you're probably four and a half gallons per year. So it's very, very minimal, even if you don't use it. It's, it'll sit out there and, and do what it's supposed to do to make sure that it is ready for you when you do have a power outage. So let's get into that. What are your options? So on all the generators we do offer, they, are, they come oriented for uh, natural gas and can be converted to propane. So Hack Hill was right. Yeah. Clean, burn, <laughs> clean burning propane. Right. Do you recommend one of the two? It's really what you have on your home. Not everybody okay. has natural gas available where they live. Right. So in that case, you would be required to have a propane tank um, if you don't already have one. And then, yes, lines would have to be dedicated lines would have to be run to the generator to su- supply fuel for that. You mentioned it was a conversion kit that comes with the uh, they come ready for natural gas, but the conversion kits required to switch to propane. Is that a big cost jump? It's actually included. So there, there is no cost difference. Um, they come to where we can just make the, the changes right there on the site. We're not really changing out in anything crazy, but it's, it's converted right there. So there is no change. You don't have to special order. You don't have to wait for a propane generator or a natural gas generator. It's, it's all in one package. All right. This is the Carolina Contractor Show. Today, we're talking with Max Hoover. He's general manager of the Generator Super Center. And, and specifically, we're talking about Generac generators and how they work. So if you have a small generator, a lot of people have them. You put a little bit of gas in them, and you might be able to run a couple things to extension cords. Generac is different in that it can run your entire house. And, Max, you have a Generac generator installed. It's for the whole house. A storm rolls through. From the moment power goes out, what happens that's related to that Generac generator? With a fully installed unit, which is ready to go, on the side of your home, you're going to have something called an automatic transfer switch. And what it does is it basically senses incoming utility as it's supplied to the meter. When it senses the uh, loss of utility, within five seconds, the generator will start and start producing electricity electricity inside of the generator. Mm-hmm. And within about 10 seconds beyond that, it has built up enough electricity to transfer to the home. So within about 15 seconds of your lights going out and the loss of utility, your lights will be restored through your Generac generator. What would be the dimensions of the box? And then what about the noise when it's on? So as far as the size goes, it's about four feet long. It's about two and a half feet uh, deep and about three feet tall. It does sit on a uh, three and a half, four inch concrete precast pad. So it's very nice. It's a very uh, pleasant you know, looking um, installation. Easy on the eyes. <laughs> Easy on the eyes. The generator, the air-cooled ones sound about like a finely tuned push lawnmower sitting outside your house. Um, they do have a little bit of noise to it because it is a combustion engine. The larger liquid-cooled generators, um, they do only run at about half the RPMs as the air-cooled do. So they are, they are quieter. Um, they're, you know, there's a cost savings on the air-cooled 
Um, there's a noise reduction on the, the liquid cooled. So there's a give and take both directions. With folks moving away from fossil fuels, you know, you hear all these, um, and we'll get into this later in the show, but the net zero push, is there something that Generac is doing to uh, basically uh, work towards something in the future where we may cut out, you know, propane and natural gas availability? Generac is extremely invested in, in the future. Um, so they've they've purchased solar companies, they've purchased power cell companies, and they've actually come out with a DC generator. So what that all looks like is you can have solar panels on your roof, which will create electricity. It's not able to store it, it just creates it. Then they have this uh, power cell uh, product, which is a battery cabinet that you can install in your home, and then you can store power. And you know, whenever the power goes out, you can use your stored power for, for that as in, instead of the utility power. Then they've also come to a DC generator, which can charge those batteries if you wanted to even go off-grid. So if you're looking to stay completely off-grid and not worry about fossil fuels, you could have the solar panels on the roof, the battery panels you know, mounted somewhere in a cabinet in a garage, and a DC generator to charge those whenever the, you know, the sun's not out to, to power the, mm-hmm. the solar panels. Well, you know how all this works. I mean, what's your take on that? I, mean, I don't think it's very realistic for fossil fuels to go away anytime soon, and uh, they just don't have the replacements available. And, and, and I think that being realistic about this thing, what do you think about that? I, I definitely agree that we're not going to be able to sustain just, you know, under green. We are going to have to keep our fossil fuels. Mm-hmm. I don't think the green energy is, is going to be a product that can sustain the entire network of our nation. With technology growing, with the energy um, consumption growing, fossil fuels power the entire nation, power your businesses, power your homes, power your cars. It's, it's going to be a, a a tough sell to, to move all the way away from that. Eric touched on something that made me think of a question earlier with the noise aspect of this. Is there a different type of uh, generator that you recommend for somebody in a subdivision versus somebody with a wide open, say, lot in the county? We can really go either way. Um, if you're in a subdivision and you're worried about the noise level, the liquid cooled is going to be the way to go. Um, it is slightly more expensive, but it is definitely quieter. Um, if you have neighbors that are close to you, that's something you may want to have a conversation with your neighbor about. Hey, I'm going to install a generator over here and it, you know, it's going to sound like a lawnmower out here. Is that going to be something that's a bother you? You know, be, be considerate of your neighbors. You know, let's, let's talk to each other. Well, if it were my neighbor that he came <laughs> up to me and said, Hey man, I'm getting a Generac generator installed when it's on, it might sound like a, a lawnmower. Is that okay? And I'll say, as long as I can come over, if I lose power, <laughs> um, my thing is old, you can install these on any existing house for the most part, but the electrical system and panels that were installed in a house in 1980 are a lot different than what they are in 2020. Do you run into problems or do you have to do a lot of retrofitting of an old house when it comes to the electrical connections? There's definitely an opportunity for that. If, if you have an older home that has a knob and tube wiring and, and the bus fuses, the glass fuses, you, you're looking at a whole different situation. Um, most of the homes produced these days um, are, are pretty easily um, hooked up and, and done with a generator. But there are things that are noticed during our installations that don't meet current code and, and have been damaged over time. You know, things have to be replaced you know, as they go bad. So we do notice um, and run across things on antiquated or aging systems that do need to be modified during the installations. Yes, sir. Yeah, my house runs on glass tubes, vacuum tubes completely. So they're all <laughs> Russian Sovtechs, but they still work. Well, what about, Johnny, you were talking about new builds. Yeah, I wrote down a question earlier as far as, uh, say I'm in the design phase of a house and I want to take somebody through this um, pre-wire process. What would you recommend I do uh, during the phase of the construction just to make sure that I can accommodate them for whatever they may want in the future with the generator? It's a good time to do that, being before forward thinking with that. Um, talk with your builder and, and talk with your electrician there and see you know, what you would really want to have. And then you can involve us and we can help uh, determine what loads 
you can run on there if you want to run the entire house. Or if you want to have minimal things, you can have them create a sub-panel for you where only the things in that sub-panel will be powered under generator power. Everything else will be out. So during the build phase is a good time to really start thinking about that mm-hmm. because your builder can help you with running all the electricity through the house if you want to create a sub-panel. Is that cleaner, safer? What are the advantages of doing it that way? It just gives you the ability to size the generator to whatever you feel your needs are going to be. If you are the mind that you want to have everything on your house covered, then they're going to wire it you know, as they would have normally. If you're of the mind that you are going to be a minimalist and you only want a certain amount of things on there, that would be the perfect time to involve the builder, involve, involve their electrician, and involve us so we can have things just set aside directly for that. And a lot of builders these days are actually pre-mounting ATSs on your homes or automatic transfer switches so your home can be generator ready or providing that as an opportunity or an option during the build phase. If you're in the same camp as me, I don't like for my children to be on screen. So when the power goes out, I kind of like for it to be out for a little while and let them rough it a little bit, let it get kind of cold. And then we, uh, I don't have a home. Uh, my goal is to have one of these installed eventually, but we just have the portable version now. But um, yeah, the the minimalist approach is, is how we've always had to do it. And um, I just kind of like for the kids to to experience something like that when they're constantly tied into the internet and social media and everything. It's, it's usually a good experience. We, uh, did something that I, I'm popular in the neighborhood for now that uh, I made cookies on my green egg. So, <laughs> you know, I just got the charcoal grill fired up and we ate three meals a day. And, um, you know, when you can get cookies on a grill, then the kids really appreciated that. And this is the Carolina Contractor Show. And today's guest is Max Hoover, General Manager of the Generator Super Center. And we're talking about generators and, and, and Generac. And if people, if you're interested in now hearing this show, this sounds like something I want for my house, whole house power that's uh, when mine goes out, I've got this as a backup. What's the first step or the easiest way to contact you guys? Uh, Please visit our website or give us a call. We're local here in Raleigh. We're there uh, five days a week. If you want to get something going, we just set up an in-home consultation. We can answer questions over the phone and give folks a lot of information to help them, you know, make the best decision for them. Mm -hmm. And what's the website? So we actually have two. Um, So you can go to Generator Shop Raleigh or GeneratorSuperCenter.com. And there it gives all our contact information. It has a lot of frequently asked questions and, and a lot of information there. And I do want to say the website is fantastic. It, you told us uh, before we went on the air, it was revamped about six months ago. But if you do have a question and wonder how it, the whole system works with a Generac, it's very easy to understand. And the facts section, FAQ, frequently asked questions, is great. It's from start to finish. It's like two minutes and you're hooked on it. It's fantastic. Hey, do you guys have a target market? I mean, do you do you shoot for a certain uh, demographic or a lot of folks have a misconception there. Um, they think that a generator costs you know so much money and it's not really in their price range. We offer financing options uh, that can really help anybody. So our target market is anybody that doesn't want to lose power. <laughs> right. No, that makes sense. That makes sense. And um, you know, I had a question when we were talking about the last thing that it, say somebody missed out and they didn't get with you guys or have a generator installed and. Uh, they missed the boat on that, and they're without power for a week or so. If the whole home unit isn't an option, how can they make a portable generator work temporarily? So for a temporary thing, you could uh, purchase one of the you know, 7,500 or, or 5,000 uh, watt generators that you could just run extension cords. Gotcha. You could also have a local electrician um, wire a, a plug on the side of your home that could supply power to a particular panel for those things also. So you have a couple of different options there if, if you're just not ready to make that move yet. Yeah, that's what we had. And um, basically I had to play this game where if I wanted hot water, I would have to turn the freezer off for a couple of hours and uh, heat the water up. We could get cleaned up and then flip the freezer back on, but it's a pain in the neck. And I that's exactly what made me want a whole home system like you guys have is, uh, the, what would you call that? The 
panel breaker roulette kind of thing. Right. And um, that's a lot of trips up and down the stairs. But um, we did do that external plug, like you mentioned. And what that did is prohibited my ability to backfeed electricity into the grid. And we mentioned this on um, a program a year or so ago. The reason reason that's important is you've got linemen out there working on the outage. And if you backfeed electricity into that panel, you could electrocute somebody that's trying to do you good. Max, is it true that if you have a Generac generator at your house, you're going to be party central when the power goes out? You can definitely have some epic storm parties. You can <laughs> run your margarita maker. You can do whatever you want. <laughs> you know, this is true story. When they put in generators for the radio station here, there's multiple radio stations. The engineer came down after installation. He said, okay, we've got it set up that we can run four control rooms and a production room, obviously lights. We've got one more thing you can pick. What What do you want us to put on it? And the OM dead series says, the, the coffee machine. Because <laughs> I want to make sure we can make coffee. Because if we're stuck here without power, we need to be on the air. But we need fuel for ourselves. And it's still like that today. The coffee maker is one of the things that is still connected to the whole grid in case we lose power. Donnie, we were talking about this before. We've done it on past shows. Net zero, the catchphrase, and, and this is something we want to bring you in on too, Max. So let's delve into the yeah. the cool phrase that all the crazy politician kids are <laughs> using today, net zero, in the few minutes we have left. Yeah. Well, it really sounds good, but um, I did some homework on this last week just to kind of see where we were. Um, you know, we're, what, a year and a half removed from a campaign promise, and, and this is, should be enough time to see. Um, there's a couple of these watchdog agencies that are around the country that, that basically are watching the, the big companies who have agreed to be a part of this net zero program, and they all seem to say the same thing unanimously, that they're really missing the mark. They're still way behind, and uh, some of these companies that were uh, shooting for a net zero by 2050 goal basically have to lay out a plan right now, and even their plans are falling short to the tune of 40 percent out of that 100 percent um, zero emission goal that they were going for. And uh, some of these companies are far more than 30 years out. And mm-hmm. uh, one of the things the watchdog agency commented on or criticized them on is that uh, they're doing things to offset. So they're not even reducing their emissions as much as they're doing things like planting trees to offset the emissions and uh, buying these large tree farms. And all that looks good on paper, but I really think that they're missing the mark. Um you know, renewables, uh, that's a big thing. And uh, Germany's still leading the way with the renewable energy. Um, uh, they have a really good program in place, but it's a really costly program. So their renewable program is uh, still causing the cost of electricity to be to be up as much as 50%. So, I mean, it sounds good. They're trying to do away with everything but renewables and be to the tune of 55% renewable by 2030, which is right around the corner. But um, if it costs that much more to make it, it doesn't make sense. You know, France, France close to Germany, you know, they're still producing about 70% of their uh, energy from nuclear. And of course, they're trying to get away from nuclear, but they're the largest exporter of energy in that area just because they're making it so darn cheap. I think that the statistic was that they have one-tenth of the carbon emission that Germany still has, and they're making that at half the cost. So Mm -hmm. I think they're the model to follow at this point. But the way that the world's cracking down on everything but the renewables is just um, is a big hindrance for them. I think that they had the a record winter recently, so they had to actually bring in energy the last quarter of last year for the first time in a long time. And um, I don't know. I think that geothermal, bioenergy, hydroelectric, wave and tide energy, all those are a lot less weather dependent than some of these renewable like solar and wind. So I think that they should maybe focus more of their attention there. Well, you know, it, it goes back to it that some of these ideas for renewable energy, wind and solar especially, mm-hmm. I'm fine with it. Yeah. I don't think our technology is there, but it doesn't sustain. We saw a couple of years ago, was it Texas? Yes, sir. 
where they had the windmills freeze up Mm -hmm. and weren't working because of ice. And what did they use to dethaw them? (laughs) Helicopters using jet fuel and chemicals and things like that. It's funny you say jet fuel. Um, I just, uh, when I was looking through videos on the net zero progress, Bill Gates has a little video out there on YouTube and he mentioned that net zero by 2050 was attainable. And uh, what he was basically saying is how we're missing the mark. It still costs too much to uh, generate energy this way. But he mentioned that we pulled our uh, jet fuel from you know the Earth's core, and that's how we were we were bringing all this carbon up from the core, and how bad that was, and that we should be shooting for more of a plant-based jet fuel. So if Bill Gates comes mm-hmm. up with a jet fuel powered by plants, I'm going to see something shady about that. I'd like to get in on the ground level of that because yeah. he knows how to make <laughs> money. That's sure. But here's here's what it boils down to: sooner or later, you're going to lose power, and nobody wants to lose power, and that's why we had Max come in because you've got a great solution for whole house power. It's quick. It's the install is turnkey, as you said, from the time you call the generator super center and say, hey, I'm interested to your guys come out and you do all that work. When it's done, you give them, you said, a little tutorial. We do. And you're done. They don't have to because permits probably have to be pulled for a lot of this work, right? Absolutely. And the homeowner doesn't have to do it. For for all of our projects, we pull the permits. Um, Our homeowners are not required to do anything except for sit back, relax. And then at the end, you know, we'll we'll talk them through everything and, and give them some keys and let them go. The one thing in this part of the the country, and especially our state that you think about, there's a hurricane coming, then we lose power. And it'd be kind of nice to know you're sitting there that if the power went Mm -hmm. out within, as Max said, 15 seconds, your house is back on and and you've got AC. Because there's nothing like losing power in July and August. And then you got your refrigerator going off and you lose your steaks and and it's just not pleasant. So we'll put up some links for uh, the show at the website, thecarolinacontractor.com. And if you're interested in getting something from the Generator Super Center and getting a Generac installed or you're just curious, we'll have links for that up there too. Uh, Max Hoover, General Manager of the Generator Super Center, we thank you so much for coming in today. It's been very enlightening about these whole home generators and how they work. I appreciate the time and and opportunity to talk to folks and and let them know that we're here and the things that we can do to help them. Uh, one side note, uh, aside from the websites and everything you're going to put up for us, we are going to be at the uh, the downtown Raleigh Home Show, the, the Southern Ideal Home Shows and things here locally. So you can come and visit us at these booths and help support the local businesses around the area. Good. All right, Max, who's going to win the Super Bowl? Sorry, I think it's going to be Cincy. Going for Cincy. He's going to be doing the icky shuffle. That's right. <laughs> All right, we'll put that video up online too, thecarolinacontractor.com. If you have a question about your house, be sure to click on that Ask the Contractor button. Donnie loves to answer those. And you can uh, download past episodes or this episode in podcast form. We'll have that up. Just all sorts of cool information. Again, we thank you for joining us on this love-filled Valentine's weekend edition of the Carolina Contractor Show. And we will see you next week. Thanks for listening to the Carolina Contractor Show. Brought to you by GAF, the world's largest roofing manufacturer. We protect what matters most. And Mid-Atlantic Roofing Supply in Raleigh, a roofing supplier with a different approach. Your roof is the most important part of your home. Make sure you're protected with SureTop Roofing. We're locally owned, operated, and have proudly been serving the Triangle for the last decade. Plus, we offer a 50-year warranty on our shingles and 10 years on labor. If you're a veteran, ask us about our Roofs for Troops rebate program. Visit SureTopRoofing.com and listen to our weekly radio show at TheCarolinaContractor.com. SureTop Roofing, we've got you covered.